thank you very much for joining us on Charity Media Network and our live streaming on Facebook today. God bless you for coming. My name, as you already know, is Reverend Kwame Bansa, Head Pastor, Charity Assembly of God Church, Adenta behind the EP Church. Our topic this morning is God's antidote to worry. God's antidote to worry. And the foundation scripture on which we will stand is taken from Psalm 23. Psalm number 23 is the most loved psalm by many people. Even some, many children can quote it verbatim without looking into the Bible. Psalm 23 has a lot of encouragement for us and we want to stand on it to build our faith, encourage one another to be able to go through these difficult times that we find ourselves. God's antidote to worry. We all have petty worries of different kinds. Some worry about finances, others about jobs, our relationships, marriages, the future of our kids, and many others more. This notwithstanding, this day and time, the entire world is so worried about this pandemic or pestilence called coronavirus or COVID-19. This has heightened our stress levels and is causing many people to panic with fear and run for help. But I believe the best place for believers to go for help is from the Word of God. For this reason, we will look at Psalm 21, Psalm 23, particularly verse 1 and 2, and find words of comfort from God's Word. Psalm 23, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. For he made me to lie down in green pastures. He led me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. In Psalm 23, God's word has so, some clear instructions for us to face life, particularly in difficult times as this. You see, one problem or there are prob the problem with worry is worry is unhelpful. Worry is unreasonable and worry is unhealthy. Let me explain this a bit further. Worry is unhelpful because it never solves any problem. Worry just brings you gray hair and wrinkles on your face, but it never solves any problem. You can worry all night, but it doesn't change your situation. Worry does not change the past. Worry cannot control the future. It only makes you miserable today. Therefore, it is unhelpful. It doesn't work. Number two, worry is unreasonable. Worry exaggerates our problem. Worry makes mountains, uh, hills look like a mountain. Worry makes our problem so big, whilst at the same time minimizing our God. Worries is unreasonable. There's no reason to worry, brothers and sisters. The most stupid thing to do is to worry about things that are outside our control. Number three, worry is unhealthy. Our human bodies are not made to worry. So when we worry, 
we put our bodies under stress. Of all God's creation, only human beings worry. Plants do not worry. Most animals have very little worries. God do not want us to worry. So worry is unhelpful. Worry is unreasonable. Worry is unhealthy. So how do we overcome worry? What is God's antidote to worry? God's word is very clear. As believers, we must believe God will take care of us. Be it in time of war, be it in time of pestilence, be it in time of difficulties and challenges. God promised to take care of us. David said in Psalm 23 verse 1, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He's simply saying, because God is his shepherd, he will not worry. Because there's no reason to worry. Of course, if God is not your shepherd, then you may worry. But if indeed God is your shepherd, then there is no reason at all to worry. You must believe that God will take care of you. How does making God your shepherd become an antidote to our stressful lives and worry? You see, one reason why making God your shepherd defeats all form of worries in our life is that if you take the shepherd and the sheep as an example, the sheep never worries about his provision, his protection, or his guidance. The sheep looks to the shepherd. So when you make God your shepherd, the shepherd provides. He provides food. He provides shelter. He provides clothing and all the basic necessities of the sheep. In the same way, the shepherd protects. He defends against the enemy and harm. It is the shepherd's duty to make sure that the sheep live in safety. He protects them from wild animals or anything that will put their lives in jeopardy. The same thing God does for his children. Number three, God as our shepherd guides us. He leads us. He shows us where to go and not where to go. Shepherd also corrects. Any problem that comes along, he shows us where we must pass. The amazing thing is this. God promises to do these four things for us. To provide for us, to protect us, to guide us, even and to correct us. If only we will trust him. The problem we have is this. If we call ourselves Christians, that means we have made the Lord our shepherd like David has done, and we are still worrying, then, of course, our faith becomes questionable. God does not expect us to worry about these things. That is his duty to do for us. All these things confirm God's word in other portions of Scripture. For example... In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 11, the Bible says, God takes care of his people. 
like a shepherd. God says, I will take care of you. Our duty is to leave ourselves in his hands. Our duty is to rest in his arms. Our duty is to take him by his word. His words are as good as insurance. His words are as good as any protection or any guarantee that one is given. God has given a more specific word to us, even in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 19, My God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God will meet our security needs. God will meet our spiritual needs. God will meet our health needs. So that this is why there is no reason to worry. He has promised. And he has kept his promise unto generations till our time. All of us can testify in our lives that from birth till date, God has kept his promises. So it is on the basis of what he has done that we can believe what he will do. So in the face of this pandemic, in the face of helplessness elsewhere, the true believer should take God by his word that he will meet our needs. He will supply all our needs according to his riches and glories by Christ Jesus. This doesn't say that God will meet our greed. God will meet our needs. God will not provide all our fantasies. God will not provide all our wishes. But everything we need for life and godliness, everything we need to go through life and fulfill his purpose, he will not deny us. We need life. He will give it to us. We need health. He will give it to us. We need safety. He will make sure we are safe. There are many promises in the word of God that we can count on. Brothers and sisters, in these difficult times, yes, we may take one or two information from the media, but we should move ourselves completely to the needless rumors that abound on the media, putting fear and scaring the hell out of people. No, the believer should go back to God's word, stand on his promises, and take God by his word, and live by faith. God has antidote to our worries. His word is that antidote. God wants to meet our physical needs, our spiritual needs, our health needs, our relational needs. Yes, every need we have today, and every need that will come tomorrow, he will meet it. The problem is this. If you have not made God your shepherd, then I understand why you are afraid. Then I understand why you are worried. But if truly God is your shepherd, you see, what David exemplified to us in Psalm 23 verse 1 is that he put the adjective my shepherd. God was so personal to him. He was not just the God of his parents. God was not just the God of the church he attends or the God of his denomination. But he knew God personally. 
we must all draw close to God. Make him our Lord personally. Make him our shepherd. Then we have nothing to worry about. Then we have nothing to fear. See? Attending church alone will not do it. But making God our shepherd. If you attend church, you belong to a church. But you have not made God your shepherd. You have not made Jesus Christ your shepherd. That is all you need to do. Therefore, the question is, how do I make God my shepherd? I'm going to give you some few guidelines before I bring this message to a close. Everybody in this difficult moment, everybody in the face of this dreaded pandemic, can quickly make God your shepherd. And once you make God your shepherd, he will protect you. He will provide for you. He will guide you. He will shepherd you. Your safety, he will put in his hand. God is not a shepherd of everybody. It is only those who make him their shepherd, they are the ones that he shepherds or the ones that he is responsible for. How do we make God our shepherd? Number one, you need to accept Jesus as your Lord. You see, David said, my Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. You see, you must make the Lord Jesus Christ your shepherd. He can be your shepherd. In John chapter 10, from verse 10, John chapter 10, the whole chapter 10 talks about Jesus being the good shepherd. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep knows me. They hear my voice, and another voice they will not hear. Jesus is the good shepherd. He wants to shepherd us. He is inviting all of us into his sheepfold. You need to invite him into your life. Make him the shepherd of your life. You must ask him to be your shepherd. Jesus is not going to force himself on you. You must allow him. By obeying him, by inviting him, you must have him come into your life through prayer, making a personal invitation through prayer for him, surrendering your life to him, making him the Lord over your life, and you also making determination to follow him. Psalm 21, Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, is our shepherd is my shepherd he must be your shepherd too so if you make your church your shepherd you have mistaken the church's duty is to help you make the lord jesus christ your shepherd so when you invite jesus christ into your life and make him the shepherd of your life he will assume the full responsibility of protection of provision of guiding leading and directing you not only that what does it mean that you make jesus the lord of your life it means that you surrender control to him that is where he takes care of your worries you see the reason many people are worried is that they are the lord of their own lives they do what they want they go where they please they do things outside 
the will and the word of Jesus Christ. But when you make Jesus Christ your shepherd, he becomes your Lord. You walk according to his dictates. You obey him. You obey his word. You follow him. You listen to what he says. You surrender the control of your life to him. The control of your family to him. The control of your marriage to him. And this in itself evaporates all your worries. When he is in charge, then you don't have to be in charge. When he is in charge, then you don't have to be worried about this life. All you need to do is, Lord, simply means that, take charge over my life. Today, I'm no longer the boss. I'm no longer the manager of my life. I'm no longer the CEO. But Lord Jesus Christ, become the boss of my life. Become the manager of my life. Become the CEO of my life. Become the board chairman of my life. Lord means somebody who controls. The second thing that you can do, well, if you want to make the Lord your shepherd, number one, I said, you must invite Jesus Christ to become the Lord of your life. Number two, you must begin everything by praying. Bible says that we should worry about nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, we must make our request known to God. So when you make Jesus your Lord and you invite him to become the shepherd of your life, the second thing you must do is that you pray about everything. Just like the book of Philippians says, everything by prayer, everything by supplication, everything by thanksgiving, make your request known to God. So instead of worrying, whatever you have concerns about, you talk to Jesus about it. You commit them into your hands, his hands. You trust him to take charge and he will. Because the Bible says that we should cast our cares on him for he cares for us. He's a loving savior. He's a loving Lord. When we cast our cares on him, then the burden is off our shoulders. Then there's no reason we worry about it anymore. There are some people who say they don't have time to pray. And unfortunately, they have time to worry. I don't understand this. If you have time to worry, then of course you have time to pray. You see, some people say they don't know how to pray. But you know how to worry? No. Worry and worship are the opposite of the same things. How do we worry? We worry by thinking repeatedly about a problem. And the more you think about a problem and you do it repeatedly, it takes away sleep from you. And you are not able to be relaxed. It steals your joy. That's how worry works. The same way prayer works. The same way worship works. What you do is that you take the same problem and you commit it to Jesus. And after you have committed it to him by faith, through prayer, you no more worry about it. Rather, you worship God. Even whilst you wait for the answers to come, you begin to worship him. Anytime you remember the problem, either you remind him of it, or you worship him because you know that he is taking care of it. Worry is sustained thinking and uh, turning a problem in your mind. Worship is the opposite. It is the sustained 
giving glory and praise to God about the things that we have committed into his hands. So instead of worrying, when one makes Jesus his Lord and his shepherd, we replace worry with worship. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He can sleep soundly because he has entrusted his whole life, his whole family, his whole marriage, his whole relationship, his whole business, his whole health, and all concerns of life into the hands of this loving shepherd whom he has made his Lord. Simply, this is what we have to do. This is God's antidote to us about worry. After hearing this sermon, and you go about following the masses, shouting, they say coronavirus, so it, is, it has killed six people. Now it has gone to 11. Now it has gone to 16. Now we are hearing it has gone to 19. Then you are not doing what the word of God asks you to do. Instead, we must trust in the Lord. We must pray about the concern. Having prayed about it, we must worship him that we know that he's taking care. He's doing something about it. And he will change the situation. Let me tell you. One of the best reasons why we should not worry is that God cares for us. God has plans for every one of us of our lives. Psalm 139, I think verse 12 or 13, the Bible says, All our days are written in God's books. God knows those who will die in this pandemic. You are not one of those people. No matter how serious the problem becomes, it is not God's plan for you that you will die in 2020. So even if you contract it, he will heal you. You will be well. And by his grace and by the blood of Jesus Christ, that speaks better things than the blood of Abel, you will not contract this virus. I hope you say amen to that. You will not contract this virus. But we need to take precaution all the same. So, the last thing that we need to do, as God's word teaches us, rather than worrying, is to consider one day at a time. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. The future hasn't even come. We know what God did yesterday as our shepherd. We know what Jesus did for us as our Lord yesterday. We know what he has done for us today. We are sure of what he will do tomorrow. So why are we worried about tomorrow that is yet to come? We must take every day at a time, one day at a time. Our focus, our concentration, it should be to consider each day at a time. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, the Bible says, Don't be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. So those who are worrying, those of us who are worrying, we are even disobeying the word of God. To worry is to be anxious. To worry is to harbor anxiety. But the Bible is saying that don't worry about tomorrow. That is Matthew 6, 34. Tomorrow will take care of this itself. God took care of us yesterday. He's taking care of us today. No one knows what will happen tomorrow. Yes, that is true. But he will take care of us tomorrow. Jesus says, 
we should trust in him. And this is a guarantee we can take. Again, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, Bible says that when we pray, we should say, give us this day our daily bread. So you see, God wants us to take life one day at a time. Today, he has protected us as our shepherd. Today, he has provided for us our daily bread. Tomorrow, he will do the same. So why do we need to do panic buying? To begin to stock powerful that we don't need. So because we are not living according to the word of God. God will give us each day our daily bread. We can overcome worry by choosing to live one day at a time. Let me recap what I've been saying. I've been talking about God's antidote to worry based on Psalm 23 verse 1 which says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. I will not worry because God is my shepherd. All we need to do, yes, there are petty worries and there are serious health concerns on the global scale. Naturally, these things strike fear, panic, and worry in the heart of the average person. But as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's word is sure. We can overcome worry by making God our shepherd if we have not already made him our shepherd. How do we make God our shepherd? By accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. If he is not your Lord, he cannot be your shepherd. You've got to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Then he will shepherd you. Number two, we need to pray about every little thing. By prayer and supplication, we must make our request known to God. And after praying to God in faith, all we need to do is to follow with worship and thanksgiving, not anxiety or worries. Number three, we need to consider each day at a time by not worrying unnecessarily about the future because the Bible says that we, when we pray, we should ask the Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Not this week, not this month, not this year because God promised to take care of us one day at a time. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I pray that this word of God will evaporate all your fears. This word of God will take care of all your worries. Your petty worries like finances, your petty worries like fears of health, your family, your relationship and everything. May we take God by his word. Instead of worry, let us worship. Let's believe on his word. God's word is true. It will carry us through. In the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Be blessed until I see you again next week. God bless you. Shall we pray? Before we pray, I want to make an appeal to anyone hearing me. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you cannot make him your shepherd. He must be your Lord in order to be your shepherd. That's what we heard today. The Lord is my shepherd. So the Lord comes first, then the shepherding follows. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to recommend that to you. I want to lead you through a sinner's prayer. All you need to do is to pray right now, following me by saying, if, if you mean this from your heart, then follow me as I lead you through the sinner's prayer. 
Lord Jesus, I've heard your word and I believe in your word. I'm inviting you to come into my heart and become the Lord of my heart, the boss of my life and the director of affairs in my life. I commit myself, my family, and everything that pertains to me into your hands. Dear Lord, I accept you. Forgive me all my sins and make me one of your sheep. Come into my heart and lead me. If you have prayed this simple prayer, I want to assure you, you have become a child of God. You have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And by default, he has become your shepherd. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will guide you. And he will lead you. If you have given your life to Jesus Christ upon hearing this message, I want to, I don't know where you live. If you live around the Medina, Adenta, Hacho area, Pantine, or Adenta housing down, Oyibi, or the surrounding areas, our church is at Adenta, behind the EP church, the footbridge not far at all from the one between SDA Junction and Rich Junction. If you are coming from the SDA Junction towards Medina, it's on your right. If you happen to be coming from Medina facing Dodoa, then it's on your left. You are welcome every day. There are believers there who will help you. If you are not from this area, I recommend go to any Assemblies of God church and report to the pastor that you've given your life to Jesus and believers will help you, brothers will help you and welcome you to the house of God.